it's like some people think, oh, I have to have courage first and then I'll do it. And it's like, no, no, no. Mm. You get the courage when you do the thing. And then that, that courage grows. And then you do it again. Oh, there it is. Oh, there that courage is growing again. And you do it again. Aloha, my beautiful friends on the other side of the screen. My name is Krista Ralaksmedetan, coming to you from beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. I call myself New Time Coach because I believe that each one of us, we have a treasure box inside. And once we open it, we can start to manifest our inner dreams into the reality here on our terms. Welcome to the next episode with Abundance in Action podcast, where we have a very special guest today, Rebecca Masood. Aloha. Aloha, Crystal. I'm delighted to be here. And Rebecca and I, we know each other now almost for a year because the first time I saw you um, in your beautiful physical presence was during the Women's Wisdom uh, Network uh, Christmas party, where you were the most amazing MC, uh, female MC I have ever seen. You were so entertaining, so full of energy, and uh, you did a really beautiful uh, job. Wow. Thank you. That's a that's a really fun memory. So thanks for taking yeah. us back there. And when I looked at you, I was admiring like how like courageous you were also in your own skin. Like mm. I remember just admiring your arms. I was like, I wonder what kind of workout does she do? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, um, a woman your age and it's like, you know, um, I have like really put extra focus on on my arms too it's like I wonder if it's just yoga or what is she doing and like really mm. like wondering so and I know you have your magic tricks and we get to those in a bit but um, I just wanted you to know that I really admire you as a person as a coach and as a feminine goddess as you mm. are thank you so much it's really yeah. touching to hear yeah and you are a real uh, power woman because you have done so many different things and you have really put your abundance in action in so many ways. And you have really taken time in your life to explore your gifts and talents. And you really inspire thousands to share their brilliance on stage as a speaker coach, marketing mentor, and creator of Speak, Shine, Sell, your signature one-day workshop, which you now have delivered more than 20 times. And you also... Uh, help uh, women entrepreneurs to double and triple their incomes with a high converting signature talk that connects from the heart. In addition, you uh, have also been certified Feng Shui consultant, you have Reiki level certification, you have done 10 day Vipassana meditation course, you have studied also several healing modalities. And um, you have also been the uh, creator of, um, no, you have been part of award-winning business success coach and marketing mentor. 
You are also a certified money marketing and soul coach, a certified sacred money archetypes coach. And you also have been featured on the cover of I Love Coaching magazine. And you have 25 years experience in marketing and branding. And you're also former marketing director for the Shift Network for top global transformation leaders such as uh, Katie Hendricks, Don Miguel Ruiz, Lisa Nichols, uh, Marcia Weider, and so many others. Welcome. Thank you, Crystal. And thank you, everyone. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah. So um, you are originally, even though you are also in San Diego right now, but you are not originally from San Diego. I, I'm always so excited to hear people's stories, like how they end up in where they are. And I know you have probably a couple of stories uh, to share, um, which you could uh, inspire uh, us and our listeners and viewers today. So how did you end up in San Diego? Well, how I ended up in San Diego started in Dallas, which Dallas, Texas, where I grew up. And I had graduated from college in 1990. So I'm showing my age here, which I'm not ashamed or afraid to do that uh, proudly. So, so I soon, soon after college, I had this knowing, this sense that I I'm meant to be somewhere else. I went to school right in Dallas, just where I grew up. And there was this sense of I am meant to live somewhere else. And I didn't know where. So it took me a number of years to, but I would literally get out a map or an atlas. I had one of those atlases and I would go through the atlas and just feel and sense of what what places sound exciting? Like, what do I, where am I being called? And it was just this inquiry that I uh, explored for a number of years. And then it just started to kind of, it just started to narrow down. I remember I had it down to three places in the US because I'd even considered the Mediterranean, Israel popped up as a place. I didn't know why any these places were lighting up for me, but I just kept following that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that knowing. And it boiled down to Colorado, North Carolina, and Northern California. And just a series of events, I'd run into a friend or I'd have lunch with someone and Northern California just kept, uh, coming actually I had a I remember this is back in the early 90s maybe um, 19 early 1994 I had a reading I think it was my first reading with a psychic and it was like I don't know maybe I paid her 25 dollars for a 15 minute reading or you know something like that and she was like get ready she said are you ready I'm like ready for what she said you're moving and it was and she's she was like I see wine country and the you know Golden Gate Bridge and so it was like okay Northern California and it just kept lining up that that was the place uh, I had lunch with a friend and she 
said, oh, I have some friends there, so you can go out and explore and stay with them. And so that's, um, and I remember there was a particular place I, I did go out there. So I went to go and explore and then I went all over the Bay area, the San Francisco Bay area, but I'd heard about this area right above the Golden Gate Bridge, right over from San Francisco called Marin County. And as soon as I heard about it, there was just this sense of that is my place. I just knew. And so it was my last full day of my five-day trip to the Bay Area to explore the different areas. And I was driving across the Golden Gate Bridge my first time in Marin County. And as soon as I came, there's this beautiful tunnel that once you go over the bridge and there's this beautiful tunnel, it's actually called the Rainbow Tunnel. And then I went through that. And just as I came out of that tunnel, there was this magnificent rainbow that was arching from one side of the freeway all the way over into the other side of the freeway. And my whole body was just I mean, I was screaming in delight and just my whole body was just uh, lighting up like I could feel like the hairs on my on my skin just lighting up. And it was like, oh, my God, this. And for me, that was that was a sign uh, that was. And, and then I went to have lunch at a Chinese restaurant and my fortune that day was your ability to believe has created an upcoming dream come true. And I saw that and I just said, yes, I know that this is, uh, this is my place. And I meant so you, to. So you moved to San Francisco. Yes. So soon after I, so I came back from that five day trip back to Dallas and I set a date. I said, I, I want to move by April and that was 1994. And I remember I was also looking for a job because I had a job. I had a great job in Dallas. And I was looking for a job. And I had this set up that I had to have a job before I could move. And so I was, that's part of why I went out there to not only explore the area, but I had some informational interviews, I had set up some appointments. So I was on this job search, like I have to have a job in order for me to move. And I had set my deadline, April 1st, I'm going to have the job. And that's when I'm going to, well, April 1st came around, and I still didn't have the job. And I just prayed about it. And I'm, I'm a big journaler. So that's where I receive my guidance is through journaling. And I remember writing in my journal and just said, I'm ready to go now. I'm ready to go. I want this so badly. I know this is my place. And then it was like I heard a voice that said, are you really ready? Look around you. I hadn't packed. I hadn't done all the things, you know, to, to, to close up my life. I wasn't moving. I wasn't acting on faith. I was, it was, I was acting on conditions. If I have this, if I have a job, 
then I'll do it. I wasn't acting on faith. And so it was like, as I'm writing in my journal, I hear this voice, are you really ready? Look around you. And it was that day I'm sitting in my apartment in Dallas and I'm, you're right. I'm not, I'm not ready. And I immediately got into action and I started packing up. I gave my notice at my job. I put in the, a, the 30 day notice with my apartment rental company and told all my friends and literally um, within two and a half weeks, I was on my way uh, to, to Northern California and I had completed everything and I arrived April 26. So uh, I had some stops along the way. And, uh, and so that was, yeah, that was my, uh, that was, that's my story of leaving Dallas and following my, my heart, my knowing, my intuition was saying, and here's the other thing. There was a sense that my soul family is here. My soul family. I love, I have this wonderful you know, family that I grew up in, lovely, lovely family. And yet there was a sense that I'm different. I'm, I love my family and I feel different. I feel like my values, my political beliefs, my spiritual beliefs are different than the family that I grew up with. And I had this strong sense that my soul family is there and I'm going to go and meet them. And I did. So amazing story. Thank you for sharing. And once you got to San Francisco, did things really continue to line up as, as you planned or? No. <laughs> I had the most crazy I, so I want to say no and yes because because that first year in particular well for one thing I moved 13 times 13 times in one year I had the you know just really finding the the right job or position that was a really struggle i i i left and and i had no job i didn't know anyone and i had about $1500 on in to take with me and i did have a place to stay but that was a little tenuous and it was so the first year to two years were rough and they were incredibly healing and transformational at the same time. And it was, <laughs> I mean, I had some, some, yeah, some doozy of experiences and, and literally moving around from place to place to place. I remember because part of it was I didn't have a lot of money and I did, I did find some jobs and I did find some work, but it just, it, it, it wasn't, I you know I had a great job in Dallas, but it wasn't, 
the job and it wasn't really supporting me. Um, but I remember uh, all these various moves that I was making. And I came to the place where I was like, I am not going to reach out to like, I'm done with trying to find a place to live. I'm just, if I have to sleep on the beach tonight in my car, I will do that. And I was just like, I'm done. And that very day that I kind of said my declaration, I get a call from a friend and she was like, do you need a place to stay? And I was like, yeah, actually I do. <laughs> and so it just, it, <laughs> it was quite, um, quite an a, a outer and internal adventure. And, uh, but lots of struggle, lots of pain and lots of healing that happened for me um, during that time. And I think it uh, seems like it was very necessary because it was like um, building the courage muscle, which you really needed more of later on in your life. And um, that self-explorative time in our lives is actually very important that you take that time and, you know, make those jumps like you really jumped into San Francisco and really started to feel like and believe like, oh, I have the wings and they will carry me. And then yes. maybe halfway down, you're like, oh, my God, I don't know if my wings are actually carrying me. <laughs> and then um, it's it's this um, constant human thing. You know, you have the doubt and then you don't have the doubt and then you have the faith and then you have the courage. And and then yes. it's all this magic dance between those polarities and coming back into your center. And um, I think your journey has had so many facets and um, different ways how you have done it and um, such a beautiful story of courage and you know taking that step and moving forward and I see it so many times people maybe have those ideas also but then they just stop there because oh you know excusing you know I don't have the job or I don't have this or that and then their dreams actually die every day. It, it dies more and more. And with the dreams, they die as well. And as you know, I've traveled to 30 countries. I've done several times of those jumps and mm. not only inside one country, but between continents, you know, like from Norway to South Africa and then from South Africa to United States and then from Mexico to Estonia. And like, it's like, crazy extremes and throughout all this I also have trained my courage muscle so much and also my intuition so much now I feel really like a superwoman because I really rely on you and when we started to also do a little deeper work with together so I understood like Rebecca is my type of girl because mm. you have those similar qualities like you really trust intuition and you also uh, continue to train your courage muscle so yes. can you also uh, connect your life into 
how did courage play part of like you followed your intuition and now you jumped in and uh, courage I think may have been maybe this like red um, kind of guiding line or connecting all the dots throughout many other adventures you have had um, how is it like how important it is to um, train your courage muscle as well yeah that's such a great question Crystal because yeah that is uh that has, has been, been a, a big, huge theme in my life. And, you know, what I, because part of what, you know, my, my work now is in supporting women entrepreneurs to get up in front of a room of people and speak. And that has also been my journey of that being willing to stand up in front of a group and, and all eyes on you. And it does take courage and it takes, um, yeah, it takes this, this, this deep level of, of self-trust and self-compassion. I think that's one of the, the biggest things that when I look back on my journey, and, and that's actually been one of the themes that I've really been cultivating in the last couple of years is self-compassion, self-trust and self-compassion. They just go hand in hand because there's, you know, so many times that I, attempted, you know, when I look back at, you know, my 20s and my 30s and my 40s, and I'm now 52. And there was like, it was like, I, I was searching, 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 searching for my, my true home that catapulted me from Dallas to Northern California. Then it was searching for my soul family, searching for my uh, my purpose in life, searching for my partner, my husband. That was a big, long search. And then once I had all those things, searching for what am I here to do in this life? Like, what is my real work in the world and and who am I that's that was that's also so that's been so the search and the the willingness to and 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 courage is a muscle it is a muscle so we talked about thank you for admiring my arms and yes it is uh, it is a weekly workout in addition to yoga I do a weekly workout which uh, does help for sure. And it, it, it really, it, it, it takes exercising that muscle. And the best way to do that is it's like some people think, Oh, I have to have courage first and then I'll do it. And it's like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. You get the courage when you do the thing. And then that, that courage grows and then you do it again. 
there it is. Oh, there that courage is growing again, and you do it again. And it it just builds and builds. And then, like you say, how you walk around feeling like superwoman and create it's like, yeah, yeah, that and it's it's those it's the it starts with the little things and then it can it 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 just literally builds on itself. And then you do the big things like move across country or quit your job with no job. Um, uh, public speaking, as we know, is statistically one of the biggest fears people have, um, not only one. in the United States, it's like worldwide. And what I really love about the way you take it apart right now is really it reminds me how I started to learn how to surf. And I did my first surfing lessons in South Africa. And I just kind of happened to go along with my friends. I had no idea what I kind of got uh, involved myself in. And the first three or four months, we had one surfing class per week. Um, They had like a a university surf club. And it was a couple of hours. It was a sandy beach, really nice. And the first three months, I was just um, most of the time in a washing machine. And I couldn't understand how they how they can get standing on that board and then even riding it. <laughs> like I couldn't really like get it into my head. And then I was like about to quit. And then I had that first experience when I managed to stand up for like one split second. And then I was hooked. And then I started to understand, oh, I have to like figure out where my board is, where is the point where the uh, wave is breaking, how far should I be and where do I position myself? And then uh, all of those little you know, things play a role. And if I'm in the right place, right time and do the right things and do the right moves, voila, I can jump up and then the rides got longer and more fun. Mm. And then I was already like, oh, these waves are too small for me. Like I need more <laughs> bigger waves, right? And that's exactly how it is with coaching and also, you know, speaking. Like, you know, um, I a couple of years ago, I was terrified about, you know, videos. And then I made myself a challenge. I'm going to do a weekly Facebook Live for at least a year. And it turned into two years. And um, that was a real training. And it so I learned so much. I learned about Facebook. I learned about myself. I learned about people. I learned, you know, how to improve. And Mm. also, you know, where I got stuck uh, so many times and what works, what doesn't work. And it was a journey and like massive amounts of lessons, like surfing, you know. So... And then you take it from there. It's like, okay, this is not fun anymore. I want the bigger waves. It's like, oh, what is out there? Podcast. Okay, let's do podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're on this wave. (laughs) So this is this wave. So thank you for surfing with me today. And I know that you are really into water stuff too. And can you also share with us, you know, um, you are into boogie boarding, I heard. So uh, Mm -hmm. what? Why is it important to do stuff like this, which which really like get your energy going and getting into your element? Why is this important uh, for your professional work? Well, 
when I am out in the water and boogie boarding, I feel so alive. I just am. And in this sense of childlike playfulness and joy just is, is bubbling as I'm riding those waves into shore. And it, I usually do it with friends and it's become a community. We call ourselves babes who boogie. So there's this sense of uh, companionship and connection and this joyful playfulness and aliveness that, that I'm experiencing. And, oh my God, yes, that just, whew, play, you know, feeds right into to my work. Cause I go out, I boogie board and then I come home and I might be seeing a client that afternoon or uh, so it, 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 it just, it's all connected. So everything that I do, it's, it's, it is about bringing the sense of joy and aliveness and lightness of being and, and it informs my work and I, it helps me because I have to be so present and alive when I'm out in the water being so present, like, okay, be with that wave. It, it trains me to be present in my day to day answering email or working on whatever I'm working on, writing some copy for a marketing piece, or it trains me to be so present with that. And when I'm present, I'm in my joy. When I'm fully present with what I'm doing, I, I'm, I'm at ease in my body. And what lets me know when I'm off track is I start to get tight in my shoulders, my neck starts aching, or my lower back, or my hips are tight. And then that just alerts me like, okay, you're, you're being in worry or anxiousness about the future or overwhelm. And it just has me come back and come back to this moment. And in this moment, there are no problems. There's just what's in front of me to do. Yeah, it's a really important uh, skill to use um, different hobbies like that. And uh, during this 2020, which has been quite a challenging year for, I think, each uh, one of us, I think um, we all have to tap more into uh, how to take better care of ourselves, how to love ourselves. So yeah. self-care and self-love are kind of uh, rising to the um, higher levels of priorities, you know. And uh, what are a couple of things or maybe two or three things which you would recommend um, people who are listening or watching today what could they do to increase that self-love or self-care um, during these challenging times? So there's a very a practical thing. I love to dance and I bring dance into every part of my day as much as possible. So just before getting on this podcast with you, I had music on. So it just gets me in my body, gets me moving, gets me feeling, uh, gets me in my heart. So anything that I can do to get out of my head and into my body, bring it into my heart or my belly, 
and into more of a feeling space, that makes a huge, huge difference. And then the other word that's coming is self-compassion. And this is this has really been a piece that I've particularly been bringing in in the last, let's say the last year or so. It is giving myself just absolutely the unconditional, the utmost unconditional compassion for my humanness, for the, the times when I mess up and the times that I say the wrong thing or I upset someone or I missed out on an opportunity um, or I didn't, I didn't make much money or didn't meet my goal of, of my uh, revenue goal for the month or for the quarter. And it's just like, ah, oh, giving myself that ultimate delicious self-compassion and coming to know myself. Here's what I've come to know is God or the divine is not out there. It's within me. And so as this being of fully, I'm fully divine and I'm fully human. And the human is, the human part of me has, you know, makes mistakes. It has quirks. It has foibles. It has uh, insecurities and questioning. Do I have what it takes? Or can I really do this? Or who am I to do this? And so I, I dialogue with that part of myself. And I write out all the fears and the worries and the insecurities. I just, I let it all come out in my journal. I don't hold back. And then I speak to myself from the voice. Once I've fully drained it all out, let out whatever is there for me, then I pause. And then I speak to myself from the voice of self-compassion and unconditional love, the one that is here within me that no matter what I say or do or don't do, I'm loved, I'm safe, I'm worthy. And, and so that's, that's my practice. That is my practice. I just, I do it over and over. Yeah, and um, I really love that you're also doing journaling. I just, um, I, I love challenges and I always experiment with my own challenges. So just the last year, I have been um, doing my morning pages um, every day yes. for a year. Like I didn't miss a single day. Wow. And that's like I'm training my consistency um, muscle, which is also very important. So some years ago, I started with blogging for a year. So I did that. So it's like, okay, I managed that. And it's also a really good way to um, uh, train your focus um, because um, I think we all are just bombarded with so much uh, outside impulses all the time that we have to like do something to get ourselves focused on things which matter. And I really also loved what you say that you dialogue 
with those parts in you which um, are maybe not lovable or you know the best of the best but they are there and you have to communicate with them and it's so important to also listen what are they saying what is their message and then take it from there and that's such a crucial really good tip thank you mm-hmm. yeah so now um you have um really rocked the world like go- going from corporate world into you know having your own business and you have actually mentioned a really nice quote in one of your interviews with someone else you said you know uh, going into business it's one way of also tapping into infinite abundance and i really loved it because mm. our company with uh, which is actually behind the abundance in uh, action podcast is actually infinite activation so um how how would you elaborate that like what what's behind that um thought and how did you come to that because i i definitely know from my own experience that's never been easy i've had uh, several companies over the years in different countries for like almost um, 20 years now and i have never had a day which i could really like you know Uh, relax like okay now it's like running for good for the rest of my life I've been always on the edge like okay what else can I do what else can I experiment what else can I do with marketing sales and so on so it kind of keeping you on that edge of creation and also mm-hmm. responsibility because you can't just like say okay I'm not doing it because then there will be no clients there will be no cash flow and then there will be no business and there will be no abundance so uh, how would you elaborate your um, quote mm yeah i'm trying to remember when i said that but yes <laughs> yeah well it's i just I, i well one thing it just brings me back to when i decided to start my business and that was eight eight plus years ago and you know since my early 20s crystal i knew i was meant to have my own business i just knew it in my 20s i was like i see myself i'm an entrepreneur i that is just me and i had to really build that courage muscle though so i stayed in the corporate world for many many years and growing that courage muscle and then it was Eight years ago when I said yes I put the stake in the ground and said I'm doing this and I didn't even know what the business was going to be at the time I just said I'm ready I'm doing this it's time and um, and I just moved from that place moved from uh, the decision and took action from that place without knowing all the details or even the just knowing the next step and just following that. And so yeah, business as a vehicle for infinite abundance. Uh with with a business, yes, you what what I what I hear in that is freedom. And and that's ultimately why I wanted to have my own business in the first place. ultimately is a sense of freedom freedom to choose who i work with freedom to choose how i work choose to choose when i work to set my own hours to 
take vacations whenever I want them, to do the work that I really want to do, not have someone tell me this is the work that needs to be done, but to really be the originator, the creator and the originator, the visionary. And so I'm not over here saying like, oh, I've reached, you know, infinite abundance and where I can just, you know, take off for a year and move to Belize or (laughs) I haven't. And this is, this is where, this is some, this is something that I really believe is no matter what your income level is or how much money you're bringing in, it's declaring that you are abundant now. You are, and, and that's, that's, been the, that's been the biggest shift for me is no matter if I have an up year or a down year with my revenue, it, it really doesn't matter that it's, it's, I am abundant, I am successful, right here, right now. It's not an out there or in the future. Abundance is only here and available to us in the present moment. It's not a future thing. It's not a past thing. It's only being right here. And so infinite abundance I just look around me and I'm surrounded by nature. You can see the the trees in, in outside my window. And when I look in nature and look at the ocean, I see infinite abundance, infinite waves. And I'm part of that. And, and so to, to ground this even more, because I know people are like, so how does that connect to money, actual money, dollars in my bank? Or business. Yes, yes. How does that connect to, and the biggest shift for me that um, I would say that's biggest, the, the biggest, the word self-trust, and that's been the biggest shift for me for the first five years of my business, I was very much oriented toward looking to coaches and mentors to help me grow my business. I invested like nobody's business in the best coaches and the best mentors, the best certification programs out there. And, and it was helpful, very helpful up to a point. And it was like, then I just hit this wall or the ceiling or whatever metaphor that's, and it was like, whoa, I'm not growing anymore. In fact, I'm going back in the opposite direction. What's, what's going on here? And, and my shift with that is instead of looking so much outside of myself for the answers, it's had me go within in a pretty relentless way. I like how you say consistency, like you have just been so consistent in these areas that you have set your mind to. And that's exactly what the shift has been for me is consistently 
going within, even though, and, and it's, it is working the muscle of accessing my answers from within, not looking outside of myself. And it's, it's a challenge. And especially to trust that what's coming from inside yes. and then take action too, right? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So what I believe is that the more I come home and, 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 tr and listen, like literally take time and space, for me it's daily, to journal, to really receive the message, the guidance. Who am I guided to reach out to today? What's the message do I send to my email list today? What is the message to put out to my social media followers? So asking those questions and taking that time to listen, to trust it, and to act upon it. What I am finding is that infinite abundance is available when I do that. We can all tap into it any moment. Absolutely. So yes. simple. So another really um, inspiring um, part of your life um, when we have talked a little more has been the story how you found your um, now being husband, would you say, uh, how did that happen? <laughs> well, it was many, many years of keeping the faith, honestly. Since my late 20s, I had this strong sense and knowing that, okay, I, I really do want to get married and I want to be a mom. I just knew that being a mom was part of my path. And I had um, a number of relationships. It was like serial monogamy, just one relationship after another. And it was kind of like, is this the guy? Nope. Is this the guy? Nope. And it, it just, I don't know, I probably had 10, 10 relationships, maybe yeah, maybe six, six to 10, somewhere in there of like pretty significant relationships and pretty painful uh, when I discovered that this wasn't the man for me or for maybe he, I had a few where they said, no, you're not the, you're not the woman for me. And so that. Um, so it was really about keeping the faith, really trusting and knowing. And I would go into self-doubt and why is it taking so long? And what's wrong with me? And then come back. I had back. that one. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> wrong like, with me? Something must be wrong with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And it was just that I kept coming back. I kept coming back and saying, this is what I want. This is what I desire. And I, I really want it because I was had a few relationships in there where uh, great guys, they really loved me. I loved them. They didn't want kids. Mm. They didn't want kids. And it was like, I can't, I can't. And I tried to make it work. And then I went realized like, no, this isn't, this isn't going to work. 
because I this is something I truly, truly want. So I kept coming back to my true desires, what it is I truly want, my stand. I really also requirement was it's important that my partner be spiritual, that my partner uh, have an interest and a uh, a passion for spirituality, so that we can really connect on that level. And so uh, I had tried out a few dating services. Match was one. And then this was back in 2006. And then a friend said, how about eHarmony? Why don't you try eHarmony? And I said, all right, I'll give it a try. And that was uh, 2006. And after many, many different relationships that didn't work out. And finally, eHarmony I'm, I meet my husband <laughs> and uh, it happened pretty quickly for us. I mean, for him, he said the first date was when he knew and it took me a few dates to help. To, and he was, I know he was a little nervous in the beginning. So, cause he was like, wow, I have found my, my woman here. <laughs> and so he was a little nervous so it took me a few dates to really see more of him and beyond the nerves. And, uh, and it was like, okay, there you are. I see you now. And it happened then pretty quickly after that, where we decided we wanted to get married and we bought a house together and then we got married the next year. And then we had our child the year after that. And what I hear is uh, basically it's very similar to mine. It's just, yeah, with with some like differences, but <laughs> you actually really made a choice, you know, to be truthful to your desires and what you wanted um, this relationship or person to be. And this is something I see so many women, we kind of have this picture, it's like a puzzle piece, and then you meet with the person and you see that those puzzle pieces don't match. And then you just like force it and you yes. like close one eye, it's like, no, it's almost going, you know, <laughs> right. but it's not. And then everyone around you sees that it's not working and you just <laughs> want to like believe that it's going to work you know and then finally it doesn't work out and um it's all actually part of the divine plan so it is that, you know they are preparing you for that real amazing king and you have found yes. him you know I was part of the online dating I actually I got really extreme like I got um I think I was there for like so many years that um it it uh, turned into like um almost like um yeah not very healthy way of doing it mm. and then I stopped that and I said myself um kind of in a similar way like okay I'm ready I know what I want and who I want and if that person is not showing up I'm fine to just be married to my work because I know it satisfies me and and mm. it, it's really fulfilling and just one month later I you know met Michael in Mexico in a little fishing village and wow. he was not looking I was not looking and then we like, <laughs> we like made for each other so, that's, oh, that's, that's wonderful so basically your message could be 
be fruitful, truthful and faithful to your, um, you know, desires. Don't kind yes. of go below that and then take action, whether it's a harmony or, you know, meeting a person because it's like, you know, we, we take like Amazon, you know, there are lots of things there, but until you don't click that, you know, um, buy button, nothing will be delivered. Yes. Yes. And what I heard in your story is that I think is one of the keys is relaxing around yeah. it. Yeah. It sounds like you were so intense yeah. and yeah. really like, oh, I got to make this happen. And then you just yeah. let it all go. And it, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I truly that's and that's that's one of the keys around making money is there's the okay, I got to make it happen. I got to make it happen and do all these things. It's like, ah, we just let it go, let it all go and relax and follow our joy. It happens. Yeah, that's like a crucial key. Follow your joy, like follow your passion, as they say also. And you have definitely proven with your life and your story that once you do that, things come easier and also money comes easier right yeah so and it's also more fulfilling because then you you're doing your right thing and you are on your path and then the whole universe can join and support you and you don't need to do everything alone because we are supported we just have to say yes to it and start to walk the path yes with courage and intuition (laughs) (laughs) exactly Courage on one side, intuition on the other. Here we go. (laughs) So thank you so much, uh, Rebecca, for this beautiful time. Um, There are so many other things we could discuss. We can always do a follow-up podcast with you. But uh, you also have a really beautiful gift for our listeners. Can you say a couple of words what this is? Yes, it's my Soulful Signature Talk template. So this is the five steps to attracting your ideal clients with ease and growing your tribe. And it comes down to, it's a simple template that really shows you what's what's involved in having a Soulful Signature Talk, which I believe is, is the heart of your marketing. Having that talk together with your story and some keys that you teach upon and a a compelling call to action is that's that's like central to everything you do in your marketing so this is a template that just makes it really easy to know what to include in in your speaking so it's my soulful signature talk template yeah thank you so much and uh we'll make a special page for that which we put underneath this podcast so you can download this and enjoy it and i personally also participated in one of those amazing workshop days uh we were lucky that time we still had it live uh, so here in san diego and it was so um amazing because um we were also Uh, together with this group of women I was like amazed like where did those women come from like it was like (laughs) a bunch of uh, super women came together to have a party (laughs) that's exactly how it felt (laughs) and we had like amazing lunch together where we could connect all together a little more and um, really beautiful clarity came out of it for me And I took many of those tips and put into action to start to do even bigger 
online uh, speaking gigs as well, coaching mm. and so on. So it has been really amazing to have you as one of my guides on that journey. And um, there's so much else we can co-create in the future, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it, Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your time and uh, we wish you all the best of luck with all of the projects and all of the gifts which bring you joy and uh, please don't stop to share it with the world because you are an amazing um, diamond. So mm, <laughs> it's been you. such a privilege to have you. Well, it's been a true privilege to be on your podcast and to see you in action with your gifts and it's, you're, you're beautiful and brilliant. So. Thank you so much. Thank you. So um, for all the listeners and viewers, and this was um, another episode full of yummy sauce uh, with Rebecca Masood and lots of tips and ideas and stories how to uh, put abundance in action in your life and how to even make it infinite uh, this time. And um, as always, we always ask you to please like, share, uh, review, and comment. And if there is any other way we can make it better or also co-create, let us know. Thank you so much. Mahalo. Till the next time. Mm -hmm.